0: Okay, here we are, the first day of winter. It's a blue sky day, Uh, lots of chill in the westerly breeze. Um, We've got a mid-morning start for us here with conversations for men and women. And, um, yeah, it's exciting. We haven't been together for about three or four weeks. We're once again joined by our wonderful guest, Jamie Lee Jones from Cronulla, and otherwise I'm joined by my other psychotherapists and holistic council of buddies from the south coast of New South Wales here around Ulla Dulla and Milton being Chad Taylor and Diana Black. Um, we've got a really simple, broad headline for today that we're gonna um, ricochet off a little bit and see what comes. It's basically love and connection. I just realized as I said that I should probably take notes um, because it's, it's an unknown realm. In so many ways, none of us, the four of us have got no idea where this is going to go. We're not sure if we've actually even got anything to contribute. But what I do know is that for myself and um, the majority of people I know, love and connection are two of the most dominant themes in in the back of our minds, at least if not the forefront, um, throughout our lives, at least since um, an early age consciously when um, relationship with others was, was something that became important for us. So I'm going to basically just see how long this, this slightly awkward pause might be when I see who's going to jump in. We've got a slightly different format today. I'm not going to necessarily cue my colleagues to, to speak next. I'm just going to say out loud, love and connection, how wonderful is it and see who wants to jump in.
1: Well, I guess it's me. <clears throat> um Yeah. Love and connection. Connection through love to to self to to everything. Um I think uh We can the relationship. First of all, what is love? <laughs> what is love? Um, is love something that we feel, or is love an attitude? Um, in relationship, I think love is a way to connect to self and other, and the whole thing like God, life, whatever, and if love is a feeling, then that's another thing. If love is an attitude, um, going a bit blank now.
0: If you don't mind, I, I wouldn't mind just queuing off that quickly again I, um, and just saying for me, I, I often come back to my um my meditation practices to frame how i um how i frame things how i refer or associate with things and what i do know for myself is that my biggest association with my uh deepest meditative state or states is with love it's a a lovingness that um that i feel like i am able to um to feel more of Um, likewise an equanimity or a peacefulness um, but I, I actually put those two side by side as almost one and the same um, so when i when i think about love for uh for myself that's how i um, that's how i reference love am i feeling that same way that i might do after it um, after a significant meditation or after an effective meditation where i come back to Uh, um, foundation as I consider it in myself that is resonantly peaceful and loving Um, so yeah I feel that way when I feel like I love myself and I also feel that way when I'm in the company of others and I feel that way particularly um, when I'm in the company of others that I consider to share consider that I share a really significant connection with Um, what I'm going to do is actually throw another quick little analogy out there in terms of um, the way I see love and I, I consider us all to be love and light individually and you know, I guess the question I've got is whether or not as two beams of shine and love and light individually we can come together and be even brighter than what we would be as just simply one plus one, just one plus one equal three in the realm of lovingness. Let me see if um, see how that goes.
2: definitely think that that could really illuminate more of the love frequency when two come together who are absolute love and light and they come together in union I think that absolutely it would just it's almost like it would just lift the whole frequency and the love vibration of both of them together in like a magnetic field and I really also loved going back a little bit how Diana spoke to love to self, because I think sometimes as people and individuals and how society works is that you, you everyone needs to be in a relationship. That's how society sees it. And so we always are looking for love and connection outside of ourselves and we're always looking at, for it in another. But how beautiful it is that when you have that deep love and connection with yourself first. And I think that's the most important part. I think when you have love and connection with yourself you then beam it out and then when you meet someone else who has that love and connection for themselves then you two come together and raise the frequency i don't know if you guys know but 2022 this year it's actually the year of divine union because it's got all the twos in it and partnership so that they're saying that a lot of people because of what's been happening in the world the frequency and the vibration of the collective is so low. So they've waited for this year for couples and divine unions who are of that love and light to come together to lift the whole frequency of the collective up. That's why a lot of relationships have ended the last year, the year before, and even into this year, because whatever wasn't in alignment to lift that frequency of love, it actually has just been kind of floated away so that you can come into your divine union with your other counterpart of love as well.
1: Wow, that's great. I love that because solitude, the solitude, well, what was coming up for me when you were talking about um, love of self first and, and actually being able to lift yourself to the point of awareness where you have the compassion to be able to love because without that compassion... You can never see another person. it is through having com- and developing compassion and awareness which is starts from knowing yourself. I mean there's that old saying uh, biblical saying actually you know um, you know pull the plank out of your own eye before you judge another sort of thing in other words, know yourself and then. You, you know, if you're aware of yourself, you will not be so harsh in judging others and, therefore, I'm always rapping on about, well, Chad's always on about, you know, self first, self first, and I'm on about solitude, which is the pathway to self. It is through solitude. And if you're in a relationship that allows that solitude, then you can develop that self um, at the same time side by side because the ultimate the ultimate partnership would be where you free somebody with your love to the point where they are absolutely free to actualize into their higher self.
0: that's amazing I'm I'm really moved by both of you. thanks so much, Diane, for you just before then jamie those those points are yeah really resonant <laughs> with me. What happens, Jamie, if basically you're not in union, if you don't find yourself in union through at, by the end of 2022 we miss we miss the divine year of Union boat.
2: I think everything happens as it's supposed to be, Dean. (laughs) It's just a deeper invitation, you know, because maybe there is something more for you, a deeper invitation for you or anyone who is still finding themselves single. It's like a deep invitation to be in that love space on your own. And, you know, I think love can be a choice as well. You can choose to see love in absolutely everything. People sometimes feel they lack love because they're not in relationship, but it's like, but there is love in everything. There's love in the ocean. There's love in the rivers. You know, if it's a choice. If you choose to see love, if you wake up in the morning and go, I choose to see love in every moment of today, you will, you will feel your vibration lift. You'll feel your frequency lift. But not only that, you'll be amazed at what you see that day and how you see everything in love. And I think going back to I think that saying is love thyself, love thy neighbor or something like that. I think that, that what you're saying was like love thyself to love thy neighbor I think that that was because it was playing in my mind. I think that was what you were talking to. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Hey, Chad, are you feeling loved up?
1: <laughs>
3: Always feeling loved up, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Excellent. True. Yeah, I guess. I guess what I'm hearing. Is it again? It starts with self, you know. Like I, I spoke before. You know, I, I do believe that everything starts with self. You know, if, um, I guess something that I've done with clients is actually got them to do a bit of word association with the word love, just to write down, like, when they think of love, five things that it associates to love for them. Because I think everybody has a different conception of, of what love is. You know, like somebody that loves their garden, spends time with it and tends to it and is out in it. And then somebody that loves their dog might, I don't know, bite 50 collars and, you know, really pamper it. You know, I think in 2000, you know, where we are now in society and especially Western culture with, you know, Hollywood and movies and like Jamie and Di have talked about, you know, there is this big push for romantic love, you know, and I think, you know, other traditions, Eastern traditions have actually, I think, close to a 100 different words for love. Love for your donkey, love for your camel, love for your partner, love for your kids, love for your religion, love for God, like, We've condensed it down so much into this one word love and I, I feel like it gets really confused in people, you know. So I guess for me it would be asking people you know, people to ask themselves straight up, what is love? And what is love to you? And and that for me really then starts to unpack then what connection becomes for you, the second part of this. You know, because you know we've spoke about attachment theory and attachment styles on this podcast before. You know, one person's idea of connection and love might be something completely different to another person's idea of love and connection. Their needs and wants may vary, and then therefore they get skewed. So I guess you know, knowing what you want, you know, and that would only come through solitude, like I said. You know, really being on your own and and really working out what you want and then knowing how to effectively communicate that to others is probably a big part of this. You know, because if two people come together and their needs their needs and wants aren't close to align, then one person generally from what I see will just agree with the other to try and keep that romance going or try and keep that connection going. From what I also experienced, that can only last for so long because whether it's weeks, months, years, down the track, that person's needs haven't been met for a long time then they start trying to introduce those needs into this connection. And it's been set up one way. It's generally hard then to change the dynamic. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is to know what you your needs are and to know how you want to experience love. You know, somebody might want to sit on the couch and hold hands where the other person might not like physical contact like that. They might want to sit on the other side of the couch and read a book. So I guess, you know, because we, we do generally speak about relationships here and the same with kids. You know, like we can, when does, you know, in my days in working in domestic violence, I think I shared this last time, you know, where does care become control? You know, somebody could check up on their partner because they care about them and they feel like they love them and they're worried about them. Somebody could end up taking that to the next extreme and start controlling their partner. But unfortunately, in their reality, they feel like they're doing that because of love. Because of the connection they've got, they don't want that connection to end. So, this is a pretty, pretty complex um, topic, you know. And like you guys, I, I didn't know where it was going to go today, and it will go where it will go. That's the best thing about this podcast. Yeah, so that's what's sort of what has stemmed in me at the moment.
0: Cheers, Chad. I am. Um, yeah, go ahead, Ty.
1: I was just thinking <clears throat> what is love to me love is understanding because if you if you're not loving you're not understanding in reference to a partner or or a child or any person if you're understanding then you are loving because it is that understanding that gives you the ability to experience life as that other person does and we are so all we really think that other people are like us but we all have our own unique experience of life and this is where judgment comes up which is um what we were talking about before the you know love thy neighbor as thyself or pull out pull out the fault in your own eye or whatever it is a plank or in that saying before you judge another because um you cannot. It's so hard to understand another person's reality, and if you're coming from a, a, an environment that um, you know you've been blessed in childhood with love and support and um, security and trust in life, then you are going to be judging someone who's experiencing reality who's never felt that safety. You're not. You're not going to be able to understand their perception and their experience unless you understand and really listen and step out of your own perception and up to that higher view to be able to witness um, their experience of reality enough to feel with that empathy and understand why they are reacting to a situation a certain way. Because we, it is, you know, it is just so hard to understand another person's perception.
0: So, from that, I'm just going to, what that makes me um, ponder even more significantly is the the quest to know thyself, as we've talked about. Um, and then, following from that, or along, alongside that, the quest to know the other. Um, and I definitely consider a an act of love in one of the hundreds of ways that we can interpret that word, Um, one of the infinite amount of ways that we can interpret that word is the the gift that we give to another to allow them to sink into or become uh, the best version of their unique selves. I consider that an act of love most definitely. It does lead me um, to ask myself the question and you guys out loud too as to whether or not um, that act of love is also connection and I answer that with um, the premise that it's acts of love in union that become connection and I also say that as a question out loud to see how you guys want to respond to that Um, and the reason taking a step back I I say that is that you know I I feel like we've definitely got the capacity to love um, you know deeply another um, or whatever it might be even an experience but it's not necessarily one which uh, it may just be a, a one-way transaction where we're giving that love to allow someone else to grow, but it's not reciprocated. And that's, that's totally cool, but I don't consider that to be, you know, a connection in um, in the most uh, expansive framing of, of the word and the, connection in terms of a deep connection. It's a, it's a one-way transaction that's that's a beautiful act of giving, but I consider a deep connection in union between two people to be the reciprocated um, depth of wanting to, depth of caring. You know, I keep on coming back to the word caring, of, of really wanting to allow the other to grow um, as significantly as they can. And for me, last but not least, I have a, an over you know, an all-encompassing um, way of, of gauging relationship around love, and that is how, how much we're we growing individually within the realms of our relationship together. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's that's my little two cents worth for now.
1: Well, that's, that's really interesting because does that mean what you're saying is and what you were saying before Jamie that the relationship to be resonating at that higher frequency um, does that mean that we should actually select partners who are on the same frequency and so that is the whole um, you know the old the old fashioned thing is you have to meet someone from the same in you know, background and how difficult relationships are if you don't have that common ground to start with. And so this could be another issue is that people are choosing the wrong people um, when we're talking about just relationships, but then in reference to connection to the the greater thing, whatever you want to call it, God, life, love the greater energy, um, yeah, as you were saying before, Jamie, it's, it's, it's everywhere, it's in everything and we can find that love in solitude even. It, you know, I think there is that ability to find that connection with life alone and be as full fulfilled as. fulfilled and peaceful and happy, even to the point of where relationships are not desirable because it takes you away from that perhaps a little bit, but um, definitely possible through relationship too, but it does take a higher relationship where two people are at the same, you know, resonating at the same frequency and, and level of awareness, I think.
2: I think um, following on, Jay, when like I think that when we kind of are at say a frequency or a level where we're really, you know, loving everything and being love and emanating love, I think we don't even have to select a partner because naturally, whoever's supposed to come into your field will just come into your field. I don't think it's about um, choosing or selecting someone or looking for someone. I think when you are in that state, you almost aren't even looking; you just are and then it just naturally brings that person in It's 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 just the way that I think the life just flows and works that way. So I think almost in a way, if you just really look at, you know, with intention, what love is to yourself, going back to Chad, and, you know, what love really means and how, in a way, if you want to invite that more into your life, how can what love means to you, how can you bring that in more? So say if love means wholeness or it means connection how can you bring that way in whether it's even connecting with friends that you really love and care for or connecting with your for me I connect a lot with my niece and nephew because I love them so much and they're two and three weeks old you know and and I think that that just in itself brings that love and connection I think then it naturally just radiates within your body and then I think the right person who just is on that frequency just you know you'll bump into them in the grocery store or (laughs) you know at the beach in the surf Maybe for Dean, <laughs> catching a wave.
1: <laughs> well, that actually brings me to what, probably the only thing I would like to say more, which is we are all connected because we are all one. We are all each other anyway. And so I think love is the the wonderful experiencing of seeing or joining God's way of, or whatever's way of seeing itself, you know what I mean. Life's lo- life's longing for itself, basically. So anything that you are, anything that you are seeing on that, in that way, is it, You, am a, what? A, John Lennon said it beautifully too. You know what is it? I am you, you are me. We are we are all together. You know that we are all one. So we are connected through love, but only through love. I think that's the magical quantum element that is invisible. That that is the magic, and that's where we see that we we see the I in you is the is the uh, same I that is in me. <laughs> A bit nebulous, sorry. Oh, that's me now. I'm over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not not at all. And I I just like to say that what I'm hearing is that if we're going to be emanating love um, from within, we're going to see that coming to us in um, in three dimensions, in in every aspect of our life. Everything is a reflection of of the dominant energies within our consciousness. And you know, I do always keep in mind, you know, to to know myself and to encourage others to know themselves to look as far into the various aspects of these um, of these energies or um, ways that we're feeling as we possibly can because um, yeah it's, it's great to go cool generally i'm feeling super super loving the whole world looks great the puppy dog that just ran up the road how cute i love that dog the waves look wonderful i love the ocean um, i love you i love my mom i love everyone but um, if it comes with another you know, energy, which it always you know, tends, tends to do, the energy might be that I, um, I love love so much so I want some more love or I've been loving love so much so I'm just over this whole lovingness thing and people are coming at me from all directions with all this love and I'm actually feeling overwhelmed with um, with socialising in, in this realm of lovingness. And, again, any of these aspects that come, these little sideline aspects as I'm referring to now, Um, will again generate um, a a reflection of that so the more consciousness we bring around all the energies that we behold, the more honesty and authenticity that we can behold for ourselves and likewise as we can encourage within everyone in our our company, everyone that we hope to be able to achieve the same thing the better off we are and um, yeah, again it's just as Jade, you keep on saying, bring the unconscious into the conscious and having some knowledge and And even better some wisdom around that allows us to act accordingly and i guess the reason i brought this up in the first place is that when i um when i thought about what you said jamie with reference to um yeah basically finding the most deep um seated level of contentness on a loving level within ourselves as we possibly can and then that will allow us to create that reflection in others and you know perhaps draw us to union if that's what's meant to be that's something i completely resonate with um, on every level, but it's not to necessarily say taking two conversations back to you, Di, that we're going to res- we're going to find someone resonant. Um, just in the aspect of love. We might just actually find someone who's completely resonant in the aspect of love as well. We come together, beautiful romantic union, and then we find that basically our, our rates of ability to um, morph or change or evolve are completely different. One person's so loving but completely static. They've always been that way. They're not going anywhere. The other person's just like, come on, let's go on a ride together and like, hang on, shit, this whole loving thing was great until you said let's go around the corner and inspect You know, this this realm of Consciousness, these teachings, and I'm not prepared to grow. That's not my deal. So yeah, we we do invite um, mostly from an unconscious level all the aspects that behold our deeper seated levels of consciousness beyond love, and yeah, that's where the knowingness comes. That's where coming from the unconscious towards the conscious becomes a handy practice <laughs> to indulge in.
2: I think, um, Dean, another thing, and you know, this is maybe a little bit of a curveball, but it's like when we've come into a unitship or we're in a um, I guess a a situation where they do decide to take the corner, or we're in conflict. It's like, how can we be in that loving state when conflict is there, or when we are, when we're out of our comfort zones, or when something's been throw thrown at us unexpectedly? But everything happens for a reason. But it's like, how can we find that love when we're in those moments of? conflict tension we're feeling off we're not feeling centered we're not feeling in our loving self because at the end of the day we're still here having a human experience we're not you know we can still have those days but we feel angry we feel frustrated it's like how do we bring that in in those situations or when we're in relationship and conflict arises and it's kind of derails us how do we bring that in what happens to love and connection in that space
0: shit yeah thank you for saying that out loud because that's basically what i'm saying to jamie and, yeah. and that's the most um the most common example where we go cool this is the most beautiful lifelong romance that ever existed on the planet of the cosmos, on the in the cosmos in the multiverse and all of a sudden we've got conflict that's our first like oh shit, it's not perfect that's that's the deal how do we transcend that and you know coming back to you know all the aspects of this conversation leading up until this point in time we basically look into the other ideally and empathize as deeply as we possibly can from the most loving perspective as we possibly can allowing ourselves to understand that they are not actually attacking us because they've got some personal vendetta to try and fuck up our, our day they're coming from their causes and conditions their circumstances that have led them up until that point in time they're coming from their unique perspective that is obviously different to ours and sometimes we all the time we're going to find that there's areas of our Uh, perspective and way of seeing things that are going to differ in relationship to everybody, full stop, and obviously ways that we're going to be similar as well. So the more that we can understand that that other person is coming from their um, lifelong circumstances, and therefore the perspective that they behold and are simply expressing themselves and possibly not in the most effective way. But if we can understand with lovingness, that's a a deal, We we can hold that conflict. And we can, you know, basically give that um, that energy of lovingness and acceptance to that person and you know if it's the right if it's the right brew we might even allow that energy to allow both people in that union to grow through that or it might be a, it might be a different little concoction who knows but um, that will depend on the unique combination of the two energies
3: yeah following on from that Dean I um you know well there ends up being. You know each dial speaking about you know quantum physics and, and everything being connected and if we're all connected there's an energy frequency there that we're all part of but we also all have our own own level of that energy I guess so for me when a you know there's almost like you know one person's energy the other person's energy and then there's an energy that gets created through that active connection through that love, you know, like I know when I'm with my daughter, you know, she's got her energy and I've got my energy. But then that bond we have together, that's a whole new energy of itself, you know, and the same, the same with my dog, you know. He's got his energy and I've got my energy, but then that energy that we make when we come together and just even sitting back and observing how different, you know, my dog, Shadow, is it's only six months old but have different ears with other people with their energy. And now I believe, you know, through where we are at a point in time, whether whether it has to be that way, you know, consciousness seems like it's it's more readily available than ever. You know, and, and that old saying, you know, if you're not growing together, you're growing apart, you know, rings so true. In this concept, if let's just call it, I don't know, level one. If two people meet and they're young and they meet on their own, you know, consciousness level one, and one person starts doing all this inner work at some point in this relationship dynamic, in this in this energy, you know, there's this energy. So their energy starts to change, which therefore means the relationship energy starts to change, that connection starts to change. And that might feel that's foreign because that's a different energy that, that than that relationship was built on. You know, that relationship was built on a different energy. You know, so for me, unless two people are really growing together, and they come back to what I said before, you know, about about morals and and you know years ago with arranged marriages in, in other cultures and two people coming together with the same Viewpoints and morals, I think, can be a very good thing if they're both moving towards that same end goal. You know, if if two people meet, you know, that saying opposites attract, I think they do at the start. I really do think they do at the start, but then I don't know long term how they go because almost like if you're opposite when you come together and you keep going in opposite directions, you're actually getting further apart than you are getting closer together. And that's just something I was pondering when you guys were speaking. You know, with, with couples that I see, individuals that I see, generally when one person has a shift in con- consciousness, unless they both do, the relationship ends. You know, And I too have seen so many relationships end in these last couple of years. Um, through exactly that, exactly that someone becomes more aware and, and that awareness that consciousness changes us it changes who we are it changes our values it changes you know somebody that could be you know really materialistic and and driven in the first half of life and then they hit that you know what we like to call midlife crisis point you know change of life anywhere from 35 to 45 or or older these days and their morals change unless that other partners. Is on board with that change, it's almost like, who are you? You know, and one partner's wanting wanting the other partner to go back to who they were when they fell in love and the other partner who's changed is wanting his partner to change, to evolve with them. And then the, that energy of the relationship is completely shifted. You know, it may not be love, it, it may be love, you know, but the, the connection is different. You know, so I guess, you know, checking in with yourself all the time is probably, you know, what what's this relationship giving me? You know, why, why am I here? You know, I think a lot of people stay together through sentimental reasons, through financial reasons, through whatever it might be. You know, they've got kids and two people are unhappy, you know, and then I've seen it. I it growing up and I I see it now with clients, you know, the minute the kids, they've the parents split up, you know, there's holding onto this facade, you know, life's too short for that kind of stuff if you, if you ask me. But I guess, you know, really feeling into love, being in energy. It's, you know, unless it's an enjoyable, free place to be then what are we doing there in? really you know and I, I think at the moment it is it is a time for everyone to grow right at this point you know with the way the world's been and everything that's happened it's forced us to grow whether we like it or not some people are growing some people aren't you know and, and it seems like there's a big divide there so yeah I guess to sum up what i'll leave it with is just say you know do some word association for anyone out there listening that you know wants to wants to you know write down five words that when you think of love close your eyes breathe for 30 seconds and then write down five words that you associate with love and then see where that takes you
0: thanks so much guys for the minute to go um yeah, let's, let's just keep raising the vibration of lovingness, of awareness towards personal growth for the sake of self and others, um, knowing that basically in our complete interconnectedness and oneness that we're all experiencing various aspects of the same thing in relationship. Thank you so much, Jamie Lee Jones. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Di Black, Chad Taylor. It's just been awesome. I really appreciate it. Sending so much love <laughs> to you all. Bye, guys.
1: Thank you. See you.